With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Brother. Hey, man, what's up? Oh, chillin', chillin'. How's your day been? Uh, I just walked in the door five minutes ago. So there you go. Sounds like fun. It's been a long day. You, you on a computer? You got it on no. speakerphone or something? Yeah. Yeah, I can hear just a little bit of reverb. I am sitting in that weird spot across from the 5G tower that they built across the street from my house, literally across the street on the side of the road. Yeah. Stupid 5G. Honestly, dude, my phone has slowed down. <laughs> Seriously. That's because it's just not 5G ready. No, no. my It says 5G on the little bubbly thing. <laughs> But That's just false like advertising, man. It's no looking like the 5G supports to, or at least <laughs> what they say. Yeah, she's. Uh, she didn't tell me to use her name, and each time I've mentioned it, she didn't tell me to do so. So, um, just because of some aspects of her life, I'm not gonna. She's supposed to be calling in here in a minute. Yeah, that's fine. So you want to tell everybody what what the plan is for this evening? Yeah, I mean, if she's still able to call in somebody that I uh, I know, a former thing I did, but um, she went and got the Pfizer vaccine, and uh, like a lot of people, oh, that's not true, whatever. But uh, like, man, she she almost didn't make it, um, and she, that's just the first dose. But I don't know all the terms of art that, you know, she knows and all her medical things. But um, she has said that she, I asked her if she would come on and just kind of give firsthand testimony about what could happen. And then give her, because, you know, obviously she was pro-vaccine before she got it. Uh, hold on, there she is. She's on Even you see, even show me this monitor, just check it out. Oh, I know what I'm going to do. I'm just going to bring her in on my call, and she can hang up when she's done. That's probably okay. better, isn't it? Yeah, that's fine. All right, let me. I'll just let her do that. So she's calling something. It's telling her that she has to pay for a minute to call the number. Well, that's strange.
You there? I guess he's still on the other one. So what up, what up, brother? How you doing? Oh, chilling, chilling. Yeah. Good, good. Oh. Hey, JC, am I back? Yeah, you're back. Okay, everybody. I, I've got her on the line. Again, I'm not going to use her name, but I know her firsthand. I've known her for the better part of at least 15 years. Um, no, longer than that, 18 years. Yeah. So, uh, wow, golly, man, we're getting old, uh, 20 years. Yeah. Right at 20 years, I've known her. So I'm telling you, uh, I know firsthand, this is firsthand. And I just wanted her to get on and describe what her experience has been since she got the vaccine, what her view toward the vaccine was prior to getting it and what her opinion of it is at this time. So, uh, if you guys don't mind, let's give her the floor and everybody just kind of mute yourselves. And uh, we'll let her just go ahead. Go ahead, okay. lady, I know. All right. Well, thanks for having me on. Um, um, you know, I anxious like telling my story because uh, not very many people are uh, or um, not very many people will listen. Um, so story? on January 8th, can everybody hear me? Uh, yeah, we can hear you. Okay, okay. Um, so on January 8th um, of this year, I got the opportunity to take the, the Pfizer vaccine. Um, and leading up to that, I was kind of on the fence of whether or not I was going to get it. Um, my prior history is I have Sjogren's disease, which is an autoimmune disorder um, that I had pretty much under control. Um, you know, I was in pretty good physical shape, working out all the time. Um, and um, for the Sjogren's, I take the hydroxychloroquine um, and the Celebrex. Um, just to kind of help me keep that under control. So um, I'd never had COVID, um, just knew a few people that had had it. Um, so January 8th rolls around, um, and up to that point, my husband had had the first shot of Moderna and did just fine with it. So, you know, I get the opportunity to take it. Having aging parents, um, I decided to um, go ahead and get the shot. So I go um, get the shot within 10 minutes. Um, I start going into anaphylaxis reaction. Um, my lips and my uh, were going numb. My throat was kind of tingling. And I noticed on my watch, I was looking at my heart rate, and my heart rate was up to 125. Um, my resting heart rate's usually, you know, upper 60s. Uh, so try not to, you know, think anything of it. I look at it, you know, keep an eye on it, and uh, my chest starts getting tight and kind of like a burning sensation underneath my sternum. Um, I sit there, I had to wait for 30 minutes because I had prior anaphylaxis and um, an autoimmune disorder, so they didn't want me to wait half an hour. So at the 30 minute mark, they told me I could leave. And I said, no. Um, I said, my heart rate's still elevated at 125, and I'm having you know, numbness and tingling in my you know, lips and throat. So they checked my blood pressure and um, gave me a drink, and my blood pressure. Uh, was 170 over about 101. Um, my resting blood pressure is 96 or 58 normally. Uh, so we monitored it um, due to the elevated heart, you know, blood pressure. Um, they um, did not give me an EpiPen. They just did Benadryl um, and monitored me for a little bit. Uh, when it wouldn't go, well, I couldn't settle down or anything like that. So they took me down to the ER and um, did intravenous steroids, and Benadryl. Finally got it under control, or I thought it was under control, and 
they sent me home. And when I was getting admitted to the ER, it was, you know, kind of comical because everybody was like, you know, what do we do? Um, one ER doctor told me, uh, we don't want to give you steroids. We do not want to stop the, uh, the vaccine from working in your system. Well, I look at her and I'm like, no, I need you to stop it from working in my system because I'm having an anaphylactic reaction. I need it to stop. So, um, you know, looking back, we kind of had to laugh at that. But there was an ongoing, um, you know, through that whole day, everybody was like, we're not exactly sure what to do with this new vaccine and the reactions because we're, uh, we're just now starting to see reactions. And um, so I went home. That was on a Friday. I went home that evening, um, kept taking Benadryl. Saturday morning, got up, thought I was feeling kind of okay, um, still a little chest pressure, and um, within an hour, broke out in hives, uh, chest tightened up, and um, the anaphylaxis started all over again. Started taking the Benadryl. They gave me a prescription for prednisone, uh, took that, and um, was taking Benadryl every probably about two or three hours. Um, the chest tightness are just, you know, could not get under control. So that evening we made the decision to go back to the hospital. Uh, ER doctor said, there's no way this is related to the vaccine. You're just having a panic attack. Um, I wasn't panicking. Uh, no point in time did I panic. I waited all day long to go back to the hospital. Um, and... Um, they did, ran some tests and decided to admit me overnight just to keep an eye on me. So stayed there overnight, Saturday night to Sunday. Um, they did a thorough examination of my heart and um, said my heart was fine. I said, well, that's great, but that's not why I was here. And they did not believe that this was related to the vaccine. Um, so Sunday afternoon, they released me and said, you know, check in with my primary care, check in with my rheumatologist, and then get back to them if I'm still having issues. So Sunday I go home. I have been taking a whole bunch of Benadryl and steroids. Um, but I go home and I pretty much crash until Monday. Um, I get up Monday. Um, decide, okay, I'm going to try and at least get a shower and, you know, see how I feel, which I felt terrible. Um, got in the shower and anaphylaxis started all over again. Um, so my, my shot was Friday. This is Monday. I'm still going in anaphylaxis, taking Benadryl and prednisone. Um, I took 50 milligrams of Benadryl, got myself back out, went back to sleep, slept all day Monday into Tuesday. By Tuesday, um, I was unable to walk unassisted. Um, if I started walking, you know, with help, I'd start throwing up. Um, and um, just felt terrible. And it felt like there was like a free burn. I know that sounds funny, but a freezing burn sensation underneath my sternum. And it just made it very painful to breathe. Um, went to my primary care physician, and they were like, I wonder if she's got COVID. Um, at this point in time, I had never been tested or had anybody suggested it. Um, so they tested me for that and the flu, run a whole bunch of blood work, and uh, my COVID test came back negative. So um, he switched my steroids to um, something stronger, 
and it gave me fenugreek. It's like we're not sure what to do. Um, again, it's pretty much what every doctor told me is we're kind of not sure what to do with this vaccine and its reactions because um, we're not sure what we're going to see. So um, sent me home. Fenugreek, you know, made it so I could actually kind of fu- function. Um, but I pretty much went home, went back to sleep. Then on Wednesday, following Wednesday, I went and saw my rheumatologist. Again, had no clue why, I mean, what kind of reaction I was having. They hadn't seen any reactions to that point, um, anybody that had come in. But he also noticed that I had really bad nystagmus in my, in my eyes. Um, by this point in time, my vision was blurry. I was still you know, either throwing up or getting ready to pass out any time I stood up for longer than a few seconds. Um, couldn't walk unassisted. Um, I was trying to get rehydrated where I had slept so much that um, I was you know, drinking lots of Gatorade and fluids um, and um, never knew I had to go to the bathroom. So I just didn't have really much feeling. Um, and then I had really bad vertigo. So everything was spinning. And I felt like I was, if I was upright, um, I was on a really unstable ship. So um, just everything was just hitting me in all directions. Uh, he sent me home. He said, we're not sure. He's like, I don't know if this is going to be related to your Sjogren's or not. Um, you know, some bad reaction to the vaccine. He goes, you know, give it seven to ten days and hopefully, you know, you'll be fine. Um, so I went home still with no answers, no help, could not find a doctor that would help me. Um, my husband pretty much, you know, pretty much thought I was going to die. Uh, so that was on Wednesday. And then Thursday, I just laid there in a recliner, couldn't move, couldn't get up. Um, scared to death, but, um, you know, just didn't know where to turn or what to, you know, what to do. Friday, I had the idea of calling an allergist. Uh, so my husband got a hold of a local allergist, Dr. Jones in Johnson City, and uh, um, he actually called us back personally and was very interested and willing to help me. So that was a little ray of hope because to that point, I had I had no doctor that was gonna, I mean, any doctor was going to help me. So um, he agreed um, to see me that that next Monday, and um, so I went all weekend. Um, couldn't be left alone. Pretty much had to have round the clock care, uh, which is totally not like me. I'm very athletic, very um, get up and go. Uh, so I went and saw him, and um, he's like, "Oh, why don't you step off your steroids, the steroids that you're on, and um, you know, and see how you do, you know, coming off of that." And he wanted to check my levels, uh, my allergy levels, to see if I was still having like a mast cell. Um, production, uh, which would show that I was still reacting to the vaccine. So we ran that blood work, and it had, you know, come down into a normal range. So I stepped off the steroids um, and uh, went underneath his care. Uh, Also uh, went underneath the care of a neurologist because the uh, anastagmus is still going. Um, I'm still unsteady on my feet. Um, pretty much felt like I was on those old school Gravitron rides. And uh, so coming off the, vac- you know, coming off the um, steroids, 
it helps slow down the uh, gravitron ride. Um, you know, I can get a little bit more stable, but uh, my eyes were still kind of bouncing all over the place. I couldn't, my eye tracking wasn't there. Um, I couldn't read anything. Um, I, you know, I pretty much just laid there uh, for the better part of two weeks. So um, all the way up until this point now, I'm still seeing a neurologist and my allergist. The um, nystagmus has not gone away. Um, so I'm waiting on an, a brain MRI. Um, neurologist pretty much um, thinks I have some type of brain injury uh, due to the vaccine. Uh, and uh, the allergist, he's you know treating me for some of my other allergies. And he's been in contact with the head allergist over the Pfizer vaccine uh, board and, uh, you know, just kind of monitoring how I'm doing. So no no longer having any type of anaphylactic reaction, but I can't find anybody that will figure out what I reacted to or why I reacted to it. Um, I've pretty much been turned down um, every, you know, everywhere I've turned uh, because nobody wants to listen. So, um, you know, I'd love to, you know, help somebody else from going through what I have gone through. So, you know, that's pretty much in a nutshell, um, you know, what I've been through since January the 8th. Uh, I'm still not 100% better. I've started um, vestibular therapy, trying to help with my balance and the uh, nauseousness and the dizziness. Um, I had body tremors where my body would just start shaking um, up until about two weeks ago. Um, it's just kind of pretty much tapered off, thank goodness. But um, it's been very scary, uh, you know, in reaction to this vaccine. Um, thanks for sharing that with everybody. I think it's important that somebody hears some really good firsthand testimony because I know you know there's a lot of conspiracy stuff, and then there's a lot of anti-truth stuff too. I mean seems like the whole society on both sides, it's almost like one plus one equals two no longer matters. It's what kind of belief right. I have in some kind of religious religion called hospitalers. You know what I'm saying? It's just insane. Right. But, uh, it, I mean, it's it very, it very scary, the things that, I mean, you really don't really think about when you hear, uh, you know, the vaccine's coming out. Yeah, it, it came out um, through loopholes. You know, it, you know, it didn't get FDA approved. It didn't go through the normal testing that these vaccines go through. Um, but the one thing I didn't think about was, you know, if you do have a reaction, um, this is a new type of vaccine. This, and, you know, this is something completely different than they've ever done before. It, um, it's the mRNA, and so doctors, you know, are used to the textbook reactions that you'd have to another vaccine. Well, this, you know, I never thought of, you know, this not being a normal, you know, not a normal textbook reaction. Um, so that, I mean, that was very eye-opening, just something I never thought about. You know, crap, if you do have a reaction, they don't know what to do. They, you know, they're going to go back to their normal procedures, which normal procedures may not work. Um, yeah, I was actually going to ask, um, did you know it was an mRNA vaccine before you got it? I did, um, I did, and I knew a little bit about it. I honestly, I didn't research it very, I mean, very well beforehand. I mean, I kind of knew a little bit about it. Um, and, you know, and being a new, 
uh, vaccine, I was kind of like, ah, you know, I don't know if I really want to get this. You know, I you don't know long-term effects. Um, you know, you may be fine now, but five years down the road, you don't know what it's going to cause. Nobody does. Because, um, you, know, you know, the first person that got it, um, it's been less than a year since they've got it. So, um, you know, there's no idea. So, you know, with that and then having autoimmune, I was kind of like, well, um, I'm probably not going to get it. But then, you know, I started thinking, I was like, well, I have older parents. My husband has older parents. We need to, uh, um, you know, I'm going to do this for them. So, you know, that was pretty much the reason I got it. Uh, but my husband had the Moderna shot um, like a week and a half before I had my Pfizer shot, and he did just fine with that first one. So I was like, oh, he did fine. I'll be fine. You know, everything will be okay. Um so, you know, I, I didn't know, um, you know, you know, a whole bunch about it beforehand, which, you know, was my mistake. When when I was reading the things you were writing, I think we kind of talked and joked a little bit about it the other day when we spoke. But I thought it was fascinating, and and correct me if I'm incorrect, but. So you, you go get the shot, and they tell you it's fine, it's going to be great. And then you come back and tell them there's something wrong. Didn't they lead you behind the line where people were in line yeah. to get the shot? So um, you know, I was at a hospital, I got the shot, and it's a big open room. And um, the left part of the room was like your waiting area after you've gotten the shot. You have to wait 15 minutes unless you've got like you – know, um, and the thing was, you know, they ask you your questions. Have you have, you know, do you have any kind of medical issues? I said, yeah, I've got an autoimmune chagrins and I've had anaphylaxis before um, to loss. And right then and there with Pfizer, they're supposed to turn, you're supposed to be turned away um, if you have previous anaphylaxis. And, you know, I didn't know that beforehand. Um, but all they told me is it changed my wait time from 15 minutes to 30 minutes. So, um, you know, so I'm waiting on the, you know, left-hand side of the room with, um, all the other people waiting while the right-hand side of the room waiting for people getting their shots. And, you know, at January 8th, the line was very, very long of people getting the shots. Um, so, um, you know, when I tell them, I go up to the table, they tell me I can leave. I'm like, no, I'm tachycardic, uh, you know, heart rate's high. And, um, you know, my lips, you know, they're numb. My throat's tingling. I've, you know, the, it feels like a really tight band just going around my chest. You know, it's just kind of difficult to breathe. And so she's like, okay, sit, you know, sit down, drink some fluid. And um, so when she saw me, then she realized I had hives. Um, I hadn't looked like in a mirror or anything like that. I had hives at that point. So she's like, let's go out, you know, in this hallway out here, um, you know, just so we don't worry anybody else that, you know, that's waiting to get the shot. So they take me um, – out a backside door in the hallway, um, so I wasn't like in in view of everybody else. And they start checking my blood pressure and you know monitoring me out there. So I, I personally thought that was one of the most disgusting things, you know, yeah. uh, to to know. Holy shit! Something we just gave this lady mm-hmm. is just doing this. So let's not let the other people in on it. I think that is. Uh, I think that is 
cruel and well, evil. It, I mean, I, they don't want to have a panic, and they don't want to turn anybody else, you know, have anybody turn, you know, oh, crap, this lady's having a reaction. Um, you know, I'm, you know, now I'm not going to get it because I'm watching this lady have a reaction to it. Exactly. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it, it's trying to get as many people vaccinated, um, you know, is, is what their goal is. So. But the other thing that I thought was kind of fascinating is like, okay, so the vaccine's great. Then they see you having a problem. Then they tell you it's not from the vaccine. And it's mm-hmm. like, but you just said it was great. Well, so how can you treat me then? Well, we don't know. Well, then how can you say it was great and it wasn't from the shot? It was just so uh, ridiculous. And and then when you just said what you, you know, when you were huh. telling all, all the other stuff, I didn't know that other aspect. Um, it was the second day, you know, you know, went back in the anaphylaxis. I mean, high, you know, difficulty breathing, everything. And you know, I mean, I'm like, uh, I'm not going back to the hospital. Benadryl and steroids. Finally, I mean, okay, I was so tired of trying, you know, fighting to breathe, you know, all day long, just trying to get a good breath. I'd have to like move around, straighten, you know, you know, lift my head up, and just trying to gasp for air. Um, after doing that all day, I went back to, and I finally went back to the hospital, and they're like, "No, this is—it's been more than 24 hours. This is, you know, this is not vaccine-related." And I'm like, "Okay, if you'd have seen me this morning, you know, I—I I was covered in hives, um, but you know, all day long I've taken over 125 milligrams of Benadryl. Of course, you know, the hives are gone, but I'm still trying to gasp for air. Um, so when I got to the hospital, you know, hey, I'm in anaphylaxis. I'm having difficulty breathing." They sit me in the waiting room, uh, make my husband go outside because of the COVID regulations. So I'm sitting in the waiting room by myself gasping for air for 45 minutes before they take me back. Um, if you don't mind, can you maybe elaborate just a little bit on some of your experiences with now you're saying that other doctors are trying to ignore you because is and what your thoughts on like why they may be doing that? Because I did, I wasn't aware of that. I thought that they were still some doctors trying to help you. I didn't realize that they weren't trying to listen to you. No, the only, I mean, so the first, the hospital doctors, they um, they just did not want to believe that this was related to the vaccine because it had been over 24 hours. And they're like, um, you know, no, you know, you've already been treated for that. You're fine. It's not that. Um, then I went to primary care, and they're like, you know, we don't know what to do. You know, the hospital sent us to, sent me to primary care, you know, kind of backwards. Um, they're like, we're not sure what to do. Here's some fenogram. Um, you know, let us know what you need and we'll do it, but we don't know what you, what you, what you need or what to do. Um, rheumatology was like, why are you here? I mean, pretty much he did say that. He says, I'm not sure why you're here. And I'm like, well, you're my rheumatologist. I see you every three months. You know me better than any of the other doctors because um, I'm, I mean, I'm one that, you know, I don't go to the doctor unless I have to, um, you know, do my checkups at rheumatology. But he's like, well, he's like, I'm, you know, I'm a rheumatologist. You need to be seen by somebody else, but I'm not sure who. He's like, um, he's like, yeah, he got real bad nystagmus. I you know, couldn't lift my head up. I was a building in a wheelchair. Um, he's like, I don't know. I don't know. He's like, I don't know what to tell you. He's like, see if it gets better in seven to ten days. If not, um you know, go back to your primary care. Um, so, um, allergists, you know, he helped me, you know, step off the steroids. Um, he contacted the, you know, the head allergist over the Pfizer vaccine board. 
and um, you know he you know tried to help me as much as he could um, you know and he's also a pulmonologist so he um, you know he had chest x-rays in my lungs and stuff done as well uh, so he you know he was helpful uh, and then the neurologist that I've, I'm seeing he's he's been very helpful and very concerned um, you know and um, he, you know, recognized, yeah, this is a vaccine injury. You know, he's looked at the timeline, looked at all my medical records. Um, he's, you know, t- done the tests on my eyes. Um, you know, and he, when he runs these tests, my eyes start bouncing, um, and he notices they're not smooth tracking. Um, and uh, yeah, and so he's, you know, he's definitely been helpful. But it's just been the, the for him, you know, the common thing was we're not sure what to do. Um, I don't know where to send you. I'm not sure exactly what to do. Um, so I've seen a lot of doctors, and, and you know, I even went to my eye doctor because um, I'm like, okay, um, my vision was blurry. I had gone, had gone back and started wearing my glasses. Um, you know, you know, check my eyes or something. You know, something wrong. A lot of you know, there's like a ton of you know tension and pressure behind them. Um, you know, and so she, you know, she checked it, and you know, my eyes checked out fine, but she's like, you know, it's a good neurology for that. So, um, you know, he's he's also told me that um, I'm not his only patient. At the, you know, when I went and saw him, I was um, there was three prior to me that you know are now his patients that have had issues with vaccines, the the, the Pfizer vaccine actually. Um, one has was an MS or is an MS patient. Um, she's had a severe reaction and a flare up with her MS um, due to the vaccine. Um, had a patient um, go uh, paralyzed from her neck down. Uh, you know, gave her a whole bunch of steroids, and about a week or so later, you know, a week of steroids. You know, she started getting feeling and motion back. Um, and then another lady that was still having the same kind of issues that I was having with the nystagmus and just the dizziness. Uh, so I'm not the only one, and especially you know in this area either, you know. Uh, and that's the thing, I, you know, I kind of felt like a lone ranger. I was the only one, you know. If you look at the statistics, it's like, oh, if you have a reaction, you're one in like 11.2 million people that are having a reaction. That's not true, unless, you know. Um, the people that are having reactions are just only people in Johnson City. So, which, uh, no, it's not right. So. Well, it's, well, it is, it's really such a new so deal. So, if, uh, if I might, a while to even compile those kind of numbers. Um, there is one thing I'd like to, John, if you don't mind, I'd like to. Well, go ahead, John. I just wanted to ask her something. Go ahead, though. Which John? You, man. I call yeah, the other guy. Okay. JC. So, um. Actually, I have uh, uh, two questions. Um, one of them is from Mia. She's asking, um, did uh, did anybody report this to the vaccine adverse event reporting system? Yes, I did the VAERS reporting, the Pfizer vaccine reporting, and the CDC reporting. Um, so I did the VAERS um, and uh, pretty much almost immediately, well, not immediately, but probably... Um, like a couple of days, probably, I mean, the first few days I wasn't really conscious. Um, it was after my rheumatology appointment. He's the one that told me to do it because up until that point, nobody had told me to do any type of reporting. So then I did the VAERS. Um, 
And then I found out about doing the CDC reporting and the Pfizer vaccine reporting. Um, so I did both of those as well. So I did report through all three. Um, so uh, the thing with the Pfizer, they called me back um, a few days later after I did the report. A gentleman called me wanting information on what type of reaction I had, everything that had happened. Um, you know what was you know what kind of reaction I was still having at that point in time, um, and then he was like, "Well, he said, you know, I've got all my information. Thank you." And I was like, "I was like, well, you know, please tell me how do I make this stop?" I said, "You know, I'm, you know, I can't walk without throwing up, almost passing out." Um, he's like, "Oh, he goes, we can't tell you. I said, I can't tell you that. Um, we don't know. You have to call another number. You know, it's like." Your Celebrex is a Pfizer vaccine. If you're having a reaction, they can help you with that. But with this vaccine, um, you know, we're not quite sure. So if you if you need help with anything else, you just call this number. So he wasn't able to help me on how to stop it, but um, they did get the information on what had happened. So. Okay. Well, it's good that it was reported. <clears throat> yeah, um, I just got a text saying the VERS reports and numbers are as truthful as murder and Como's nursing homes death numbers. So, uh, you know, just to throw that in there. Uh, Monarch has his hand up. I don't know if we want to start kind of opening it up or, Sean, you got a couple hey, more things to ask. Yeah, or, two things. Yeah, before we go too crazy with questions, I'd like to cover two other points. Um. Oh yeah. Uh, I'm gonna, I'll go ahead and ask both things, and uh, and then you can just answer them as you wish. But uh, first, just one of those questions is going to require a disclaimer. First of all, remember we're not attorneys. We don't give legal advice, and none of us are physicians that I'm aware of, and we're not giving any medical advice. This is all just personal, private mono e mono kind of information about how we think and that includes the speaker so uh the first would be if you would um tell everybody about that government assistance issue and then the other thing was uh well yeah can you just answer that and then i'll uh, i'll ask you the other uh, sure so uh, i was made aware of i mean obviously with having uh, you know multiple trips to the hospital you know, I've seen enough doctors, you know, the last my lifetime, my hospital bills and all the doctor bills racked up and I've you know, hit my family deductible really quick. So somebody made me aware of the government assistance where you petition the court to pay your medical bills if you have an adverse reaction to a vaccine, which um, the COVID vaccine is um, listed as one of them that they'll help you cover. So um, up until de about December 2nd of 2020, filing um, there was not a charge to petition the court. So um, December 2nd, um, a four, around about, 400, about $400, $450 fee is now attached to filing um, uh, to petition the court to have the government pay for your medical bills if you have a reaction. Um, then the, the second line is uh, if you need to, um, once you get declined and you have to, um, you know, keep trying to have them to cover your bills, um, you have to pay another $550 on top of it. So pretty much just to get the courts to hear your case, um, that you have to pay about $1,000 um, to petition the courts now. 
and it's effective Dece um, December of 2020. And if I don't, if not, I'm not mistaken, if the, or maybe you said this and it blurted it out, but you had to, did you, was that other fee, the refiling fee, if they didn't hear it? Okay. Um, if they, if you, if, yeah, if they, if they declined um, payment, um, if they declined to pay your bills and um, you, you want you know make sure you know, have to make sure they they heard it um, and get your second chance pretty much um, then it's a, another five hundred and fifty dollars. So it's more to do it the second time than it is the first time. That's great. Right, and it's an it's the next line. So it's pretty much saying you're 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 definitely going to get declined on your first your first attempt. Um, so uh. so we're jacked. <laughs> well. It's like you're not sucking it enough. Let's let's suck one more egg. Uh, and then this right. is the big one. This is what I gave the disclaimer for. Then, if you don't mind, I I think JC would like to open up some questions here. But uh, so I'm going to be presumptuous since you you know you did some research on it and you had some emotional issues that you were and some you know family things and all these thoughts that went into it. And so it seems pretty obvious that at some point you thought the vaccine the risk uh, or the reward outweighed the risk, or you thought, so you thought. Um, yeah. Um, and again, recognizing that you're not a medical physician and that you're not giving anybody any legal advice or medical advice, but how would you uh, categorize your current thought system on that vaccine, or any vaccine for that matter, or whatever you yeah. want to you know, the, taking the vaccine is definitely going to be a personal choice on everybody, on everybody because you know you you can get COVID and you may do just fine with it, or it may kill you. You don't know. Um, and it's just like the vaccine. You know, the only difference is is um, you know you're signing up to take this vaccine. You don't know if it's going to help you or you, you don't know if it's going to kill you. Um, and the other thing is, uh, I talked to a, a local doctor. She has done tons and tons of research. I talked to her for like two and a half hours um, and she knows all the numbers, you know, of everything that's happened. You know, uh, when I talked to her two weeks ago, there had been um, 1,093 deaths related to the COVID vaccine. Um, you know, 200 and um, around 70 people now have Parkinson's because of the vaccine. Um, about 60 people had miscarriages um, since receiving the vaccine. Uh, so, again, she has done a whole bunch of research, but she had seen, I talked about on a Friday and weekend before, she had three patients um, that were COVID positive. Um, they had, all three of them had their, um, both rounds of the vaccine a month prior. So they had been fully vaccinated for one month and then got COVID. So the vaccine is not saying, okay, once you get it, you're not going to get COVID because that's not true. Um, you still can get COVID after getting the vaccine. Um, so, you know, having that tidbit of knowledge and knowing what I went through, um, you know, definitely, I, you know, I wouldn't get it from me. <laughs> but, again, it's a, you know, definitely a personal choice. Um, you know, I'm not saying, you know, the whole world needs to stand up and say you know, no to this vaccine. Um, but everybody does need to do the research and make that personal decision for themselves. Okay, do you care to take some questions from people? Sure, sure. Okay, I'm I'm going to uh, unmute uh, unmute uh, Monarch first and 
let him ask a question, and I'm, I'm going to be right back. Wait just a uh, I'm chomping at the bit here. <laughs> we, we might have a doctor come on here in a minute. Just uh, give me a minute, and I'm, Monarch can go ahead and ask a question. Doctor? I, I could do doctor, too. That's, that's cool. I'll do that. They call me <laughs> Dr. Oh. I am Dr. Love. Well, uh, thanks for coming on and hearing that with us. It's, uh, you know, real nice of you because you probably know we got a lot of uh, whack jobs all over the spectrum in here about their beliefs and thoughts on, on all this stuff. And so it's nice to hear from a verified source and a trusted one of Sean, you know, sharing that with us. Um, yeah, I scratched down a few questions on practicing. So, John, get in line. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, yeah, Sean asked the, the easy question of uh, where, what your stance is on vaccines now, which is, you know, that's the first grade journalist question. But uh, um, has, I, I, you probably, you know, covered this, but was there any foreseen reactions, uh, interactions with the your, your showgrounds? Was there any concern of that at all on their part? So, well, no, the rheumatologist, no, they weren't really concerned. Um, you know, I did note a flare-up of, you know, the normal flares that I get with the, the joint pains and, um, you know, the earache and stuff that I get with it, the dry mouth. Um, you know, increased dry skin and dry eyes, um, which is what Sjogren's is. For those that don't know Sjogren's, it's um, autoimmune where your, um, your immune system attacks anything that produces moisture. Um, you know, it kind of gets confused. Instead of going after, you know, something that's, you know, a threat, it goes after the healthy stuff that produces moisture. So, um, I, you know, I did notice an increase in that for sure. But um, to get anybody to recognize that, um, it's impossible. I've reached out everywhere. So. Yeah. Um, and were you pretty much 100% confident in, in all this uh, up until the reaction hit, aside from Sean probably barking in your ear? <laughs> I'm confident in what? In the, the vaccine. Did you have any, you know, skepticism or, or doubt up until, I mean, before the reaction itself, were you uh, getting yeah, it all? Before, I mean, beforehand, I was like, I'm, you know, I'm not going to get the vaccine because, of, you know, with the Sjogren's and, you know, I, or, I, you know, if I do, I'm going to wait and, you know, about six months, eight months just to see how everybody else reacts, um, you know, before I get it. Um, and uh, I had a quick, I had to make a quick um you know, call and judgment whether I'm going to get the vaccine or not. So I, on January 7th, um, I've taken a um, contract position um, through a medical facility. Uh, and because of that, uh, it gave me the opportunity to get the vaccine. But they like, well, if you're going to do it, you have to do it by, you know, the, you know, the 10th. And it was January 7th. So you just come back in the morning and you can get the vaccine. Um, and, uh, you know, so I quickly called my... Um, rheumatologist and I'm like hey what's you know what's the thought on the vaccine they're like oh we're telling everybody to get it so um, you know you should be fine so after hearing that and then you know, see my husband you know doing fine with the first shot um, 
you know, I was like, okay, fine, I'll get it. So, um, you know, um, so beforehand, before I got the shot, I was kind of sitting on the fence whether or not uh, I was like, well, you know, I'm not, you know, emergency responder anymore. I'm, you know, just a regular, just a mom. Um, it's going to be a long time before I, they even, you know, offer the vaccine to me. So I really didn't put much thought into it um, until I had to make a less than 24-hour decision on whether or not to get it. So. Hmm. Now, was that deadline based on a mandate for the job or or just availability? Yeah, so. Um, okay. Yeah, so um, just their, their ability, you know, their vacancy for me to have a spot to get the shot. So. Um, that that was you know, by down. They're like, okay, if you're gonna get it through us, then you need to get it by the tenth. Um, otherwise, we can't guarantee that you'll actually get, you know get it um, anytime soon. Yeah. And uh, I know uh, just about everybody on the call or in future listening is probably going to be blowing up in their ears uh, when they heard petition and uh, assistance and all those things. We we all just probably flipped our lids on that so I got some some good solid legal advice for you no I'm just kidding I can't do that uh, <laughs> hey uh monarch yeah hey, monarch yeah she doesn't really swing in that direction like some of the ways we think she has differing views on that but this was specifically about the shot right 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 well uh, okay. I'll go ahead and pass it off because I'll probably start stepping out of line here so uh thanks for for sharing hey, with us uh, You're welcome. You, okay. I, I um, do, I do have one question, and it may not be pleasant. I don't. It's not meant to be that way. But do you anticipate getting better? You know, I'm I'm hopeful. Um, you know, last time I went to the neurology, you know, the tremors had kind of you know slowed down to. You know, I wasn't getting them very often because I was getting them several times a day. And then by that point, my last appointment was like a week and a half ago. Um, I hadn't had one in several days. So when I when I was like, oh, I'm doing so much better, you know, I still get dizzy and I still get nauseous. You know, and the morning before I had walked into the bathroom, turned to look in the mirror and fell over and um, against the wall. Um, you know, besides that, you know, I feel, you know, I'm doing great. And so, you know, I, you know, I thought I was doing I was going to get a good report, and then he checked my eyes, and he's like, this is really weird. This is interesting. I'm, on, I'm going to send you for an MRI on your brain, and I'm going to send you to an ENT, and then I'm going to also I want you to start um, doing vestibular therapy. Um, so um, I was kind of a little shocked when um, when he said that, um, you know, kind of a little scary when he starts talking, you know, you know, you, you might have like a brain injury from this. Um, so um, my MRI was actually supposed to have been yesterday and um, the hospital called to uh, reschedule because of something that happened on their end. So um, I don't know any kind of results of that till next week. So, um, you know, pretty much, I mean, I function, you know, fairly normal. I, you know, everybody says the best thing you can do is exercise. And so, you know, I got right back out, you know, to the gym. Um, you know, and exercising and doing all that. It's just, I mean, I can't read for a long period of time because, you know, the tension builds back up, you know, and then uh, my vision will go out. Or if I, if I walk or go for a run, um, I, you know, I get, you know, I'll get dizzy and stuff. So, 
but I'm hoping to get better through all this. I'm hoping. Yeah, well, I think well, we all hope with you. Yeah. yeah, I think we're all praying for you and feel your pain. And I, I actually have a special treat here for everyone right now. There is a woman on the line who is a supervising MD and um, is associated with Frontline Doctors. I put the website in the chat. And uh, she is also in the process of starting a, a medical tyranny group. And um, let me just unmute her here. And, and Mimi, are you there? Um, yes, can you hear me? We can hear you. Yes. Oh, OK, fantastic. Hello, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so if you, uh, it's going pretty good. If you, if you wish to add some statements or, or to ask this woman any questions, the, the floor is yours and, and you have the attention of everybody. Sure, I, I just want to put like a, an input because she was talking about the, um, there was a question about the virus, the VAERs, and, um, and it has been uh, detected that uh, even though uh, it's, it's not uh, to be trusted, the numbers in the reports have been skewed because that's what they do. So uh, the re your report probably is going to be changed. So unfortunately, they are not being uh, truthful because that's what right. they do, unfortunately. So I just wanted to put an input about that. I do not trust anything that they put out there. I don't, I don't as a physician. I always go and do my own research on other, other, other ways, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. That's and, uh, that is absolutely correct. Yeah. So I have a question for you. Were you aware that you could potentially, because you said that you took it for a job, right? Did you, were yeah. you aware there are ways around you can actually get state, you know, there are ways, legal ways actually, that you can get exempt and, and get, a, and, you know, not um, comply to this tyrannical uh, medical imposition? No, uh, uh You were not aware? aware? I mean, mm -mm. yeah, and so that's why I'm really pushing for that because um, the thing is that if we have to agree and that's what they want for them to put this vaccine on us. And it's our choice. Mm -hmm. And if we don't want, we don't have to. And we need to make people aware, like, for example, I wish you had known that because you probably wouldn't have to take this vaccine, which, in my right. opinion, is useless. Yeah, it, I mean, useless. definitely, I see that now, definitely. You know, they kind of like, you're going to have to get it now or you'll have to get it later. Um, you know, no, so no, well, no, might as well no, get no, it no, now. Later. So. And there are ways, um, like I said, I'm working with the, yeah, the document. And we're putting out there like uh, you no know, documents that can be exempt, and they have no power to do that with you. You don't have to comply just because, like, you uh, want to keep a job or go to a school or walk into a business. There are ways around that hmm. for sure. That's, yep. Yeah, I mean, for the listeners to hear, so I mean. You know, if they don't want to get it, then don't. Don't get it, guys. And and you know what? I don't want to put you down. That's my last thing. But 
I do not recommend, I'm not taking, I'm not vaccinating my elderly mother, I'm not vaccinating my daughter, and truly, uh, I, I, I don't want to have anything to do with this uh, vaccine. And that's why I'm really joining full force with the frontline doctors, because those are the physicians like me that send so, so their soul to the system, the Luciferian, uh, Rothschild medical uh, uh, practices, and, uh, you know, it will tell the truth and will actually save lives. Because even doctors can be bought, like everybody else, and scientists. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially politicians. What was that? Especially politicians can be bought. Ah, if those are the first one in the line, hello. She has a lot of experience with that, with that group. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, it's like, uh, if I may cut in for just one sec, like, you know, we have close family members, right, that mm-hmm. um, I'm not going to mention, but, uh, you know, I even showed them some really good information on how, what, what, you know, some of the things maybe they should look at when considering mm-hmm. this vaccine, and I promised. Before he could finish reading it, he just said, I have no choice. Duh. And it was fascinating to watch a man who normally is very cognitive and thinks his way through things react in such a uh, irrational way. For me, um, it was just no consideration. And, you know, and I think a lot of it's just a lot of people still trust their doctor. A lot of people, and, you know, a lot of people should trust their doctors. There's a lot of good doctors. But they're just like anybody else, right? So. It's really hard because I think a lot of people make decisions based on bad information. You know, they've been lied to. And if you guys want to know, guys, so I'll tell you this story. Some people really, like, not everybody that in the medical field that is following this, this um, nonsense, nonsensical vaccine are bad, per se. Some, they're brainwashed. Like, I'll tell you guys a personal story. My best friend in medical school who is a surgeon, like, I, I, I truly wouldn't go to medical school if it weren't for him with me, helping me, and we're studying together. And like, ah, you know. And he was like my brother, right? And um, we don't longer talk. And he's completely brainwashed. He took the vaccine. And, you know, and he really truly believes. He truly believes. But the thing is that it's like, it's like a brainwash, guys, because I can see beyond and that, uh, you know, they give you some real information and then they twist, you know, uh, your mind and put like a bunch of nonsensical stuff uh, and then call them science. But uh, I'm telling you, um, this vaccine, it makes no sense. I've never heard of that. You take a vaccine and then uh, you still can get the day. Uh You still need to wear a mask. Uh, you still need to like uh, <laughs> a six feet distance. Mm-hmm. Like, so what's the point? Right. <laughs> it's like, uh, it makes no sense to me. And uh, because I know uh, my uh, biology, my bi- biochemistry very well, I know that mRNA, this vaccine is basically gene therapy. It's, it's the first vaccine, and uh, truly, this, this elites are just treating us like a laboratory rats. You know, it's a vaccine that is like an, was, was made in a rush um, with no testing, appropriate testing, and 
then now they want us like to take it like and like really no and also having inside you know the knowledge that i know that this elite is genesis so it's is a practice that to control um a population by killing people it's very simple like that like in, in, in layman's terms that's what is eugenics so what they are doing is just basically eugenics like big hardcore eugenics just research just google uh, or duck duck go better to say no you go go they, they can track you uh duck duck go um uh, eugenics and you see and there are several videos of um of bill gates uh, saying it openly that we have to uh, decrease the population of the world by 98% because we overpopulation, which is another lie. Because just travel around like two cities and you see so much space is open. We are just very, very densely uh, packed in certain areas, but the world is not overpopulated at all. This is all like, you know, a sham. And they want to get rid of us because they want to have this beautiful world that God built for us only for them. Isn't that, what that they want. isn't that what his parents sort of specialized in? Didn't they go to China and say that they, uh, we can help you guys out with this whole population problem? Yeah, the, guys. It's, yeah, but guys. It's, it's so disgusting. They have several avenues for eugenics. Like, for example, Planet Parenthood, like my boyfriend's saying here, it's nothing but a, a, an eugenics, eugenicist tool to get rid of, 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 of people, of, of, you know? And it has nothing to do with, uh, oh, because the world's going to end, whatever. No, it's because they are evil to their core. And they just think that they own this world. They think they are gods. And they really think they were, we are nothing but rats. It's a grandiose rats. entitlement, delusion of godlike entitlement where they, they feel entitled exactly, to Exactly, exactly. The thing is that guys, they have been bring, they have been studying our our behavior for centuries now. This this uh, the this practices they come from Babylon. Babylon never went away, you know, and uh, but they they uh, they know the way humans behave very well, and they they have been putting this that you know what they call um, what's the name of that the uh, predictive. Um, um, programming. Predictive programming. They have been, the yes, they have been uh, predictive programming us for everything that's going on right now. So we would just basically accept to be slaughtered and to agree to it, you know. So it's it's very distraught for me. And I'm telling you, if I tell this talk this to certain people, they look at me like I have ten heads. And guys, I'm telling you, there's absolutely nothing safe about this vaccine and i have more information but i'm going to refrain from bringing it here because i don't want to you know offend anybody and but i, I can definitely meet more and tell more talk more about that have you, you noticed know, uh, have you noticed uh professionally or maybe just amongst your peers or you know other doctors that you may be in contact with uh any increased incentivization to to do this like um absolutely money money yeah. people are making like vaccines are money they are big money make like for example when you were like i don't know i'm i'm, I'm 48 gonna be 49 by then the the year 
I remember when I was a little kid, I took like what two, three shots. This days, by the by the the age of uh, by 24 months, a kid has taken like about like what four, like 24, 24 like shots. This is insane. It's a big money scheme. Yeah. And people yeah. don't see it. So it's I mean, beyond. Would you say even more so with this uh, vaccination? more so than even you absolutely. Know, like your, your absolutely. other types. absolutely you know who owns the 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 patent of of, of this vaccine like first of all this virus yeah. is man-made if you google okay. it or <laughs> dr go you see that there's a pat guys nature made yeah. things are not patents they are made by god they don't need any man-made patents this virus is patent yeah and you know who owns it you know who okay. owns it Fauci? Fauci and Microsoft. Okay, yeah. Okay. So, so think about it. And everything is in the internet, but people are so brainwashed. They just, you know, they adore their television, their CNNs of life that just spew lies all day long. And and vaccines became that uh, the the new, you know, golden cow. You know, but I'm telling you, it's it's a big, big, big sham. And it's a big plan, and it's part of eugenics. They want to get rid of us. Yeah. So if I, if I can jump in, I, I have a quick question. Yeah. Um, so from the, the research that I've done, um, uh, the CDC here in America, uh, as well as the CDC in China, both have uh, admitted that uh, they don't have an isolated strain of the virus to be able to it. even test anything against. So, um, you know, the, 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 the scary thought in my mind is this whole SARS-CoV-2 is completely made up and it, you know, I mean, yeah, they might have a patent on a theory, but it, nobody can prove that this thing even exists in any way. Um, you know, Australia, Australian government has, uh, CDC has admitted that there's, you know, they haven't isolated it. You know, you have major, you know, all, all, all these major CDCs around the world and, it, you know, uh, supposedly, People are dropping dead left and right from this SARS-CoV-2, and no one, no one can rationally or give a rational explanation of how we know for a fact that people are contracting this illness when there's no isolated strain. So my my question is, in, in having said all that, is you know how can patients be tested? and be, you know, confirmed positive or negative if there's nothing to test against. Exactly. And first of all, test, like, this is something that we uh, learn, um, like, this is one of the principles uh, of testing. And when, when you do statistics, is that a, a majority of tests have a, um, a lot of uh, false positives, false negatives. So this all has to be taken into consideration as well, right? So, and basically, uh, what guys truly, when they do a test on you, you know what they're doing? They're just basically co collecting um, your DNA because these people are up to some really 
really sinister experimentation with the with uh, with the humanity, and that's all they are doing now. What it turns positive or negative, I I could not answer your question because I really don't know. But I can tell you for sure that I had the COVID, my boyfriend had the COVID, my elderly mom had the COVID, and we are, the three of us are healthy, thank God. And you know what happened? How we treated each other? We treated each other because we just like all sick inside of home. We had Advil, Tylenol, uh, plenty of hydration, uh, and a lot of rest. Three days, the three of us were like, okay, we're fine. It's just a cold, a strong cold with some characteristics. Like I basically lost um, my uh, sense of smell and taste, and I got nauseous like crazy. My mom, she got uh, dizzy, and Jeff was just with pain in his butt. And that's it, you know. But it, it's just a common cold. Like, and the thing about the case is like, People died of COVID or the the China flu, you know. But it was like, for example, especially in like, why do you think Murderer Cuomo sent people with the COVID to nursing homes? Because he wanted to kill the elderly people. They wanted to kill them because it's part of the agenda, the 2020, the 2021, 2030 agenda. Eugenics again. See, I told you there are several fronts. So, of course, you get an elderly, 98 years old, heart failure, diabetes, missing toes, blah, 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 COVID, kaput. Of course they're going to die. But they would die with a common cold, a common flu. All of a sudden, there was no more uh, death of uh, uh, heart attacks, no more diabetes, no more cancer death. Everything became COVID. I'll tell you. When this pandemic started in March 2020, I was working around here in my home. I live in Manhattan, and I work in a nursing home, really fancy one. I was taking, I'm not proud, I hate Hollywood, by the way, but Hollywood people there. And um, uh, I had a, a gentleman, a, a sweetheart, 98 years old, uh, ejection fashion, 15%, dying, buying his time in hospice. He died. He didn't even got tested for COVID. And my medical director wanted me to sign the, um, uh, his death certificate as COVID. And then I came to him and I said, sir, uh, with all the respect, if you want to, that death certificate to have uh, the diagnosis of COVID, you sign with your license. I'm not going to sign that. He said, oh, you may lose your job if we don't do what I'm saying. I said, go ahead and let me go. He did. He went ahead and signed himself. The next day I walked out. I said, I'm not going to be part of this genocide. This is genocide. I'm telling you guys. It's, it's bad. Uh, uh, I, I answered him. Hey, hey Mimi. Oh. Yeah. Hey, um, we got some people yeah. in the chat. Uh, you said yeah. something about you weren't going to talk about it here, and, you know, you would talk about it some other place uh, that, you know, it's a little crazy or something, but anyways, there there are people wondering where that place is and and how they would hear you talk about those things. Um, well, I'm happy to schedule another one of those this soon, and um, and what I have to say say is ominous, um, especially for people that got vaccinated. And that's why I, I don't want to offend the, the lovely lady that had to take the, 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 the shot. And I hope that I'm wrong, 
but I have very solid information for Oh, I don't that. Hey, sorry, we have a new puppy and she's cheating. She keeps biting my boyfriend. <laughs> don't do this. Stop. Um, so she, um, uh, I, I don't, like I was saying, I just, um, you know, but unfortunately we have bad news coming. The real, there will be a real pandemic coming. Yeah, I mean, I, I keep hearing Bill Gates talk about, you know, we've got this worked out and that worked out for when the next pandemic comes, even though they kept saying this is a once in a century type of thing. We haven't had anything like this since 1918. You know, we shouldn't have anybody anytime soon. And then uh, and then it's like, well, the next one, when the next one comes and he talks about it, like he's pretty yeah. confident that it's going to be within the next year or two, you know, like. It's going to start in the, it's going to start in the beginning of the fall. Guys, let me tell you that. Do you remember when uh, him and his tranny wife were like in the TV? <laughs> in the, <laughs> that's the man. Sorry, sorry, I just had to laugh. What were you saying? Sorry, it's a tranny. Um, <laughs> that's that's a, man, a, a woman with a penis is a tranny. So um, uh, there are only two two sexes, male and female, and that's it. Um, so it's, this is science, X X X Y. So um, when they they were intervening, saying, "Oh, just wait when the second pandemic comes," and then they had this smirk. Because it's coming, guys. And that will be the, because so far what has been happening has been fear-mongering to push this vaccine because the vaccine carries the real virus. And I'm going to stop right now. Oh, that's approved. Um, yeah, I kind of like. Hey, uh, since I'm not allowed to say your name, lady, I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Are you, and I don't uh, want to... Wanna, are you needing? Wanna... Are you uh, needing to go, or are you wanting to stay on the call, or you want? Would you take some more questions, or do you? What do you wish to do? Are you? Did you need to go or anything? I just didn't know for sure. Uh, mm-hmm. um, to me or to the lady, the the vaccine. No, to the other lady. I'm just not saying her name. Oh yeah, yeah. So I have to say, lady, I know. Okay, gotcha. Let's call her Jane Doe. Hey, Jane Doe, are you cool? The loser? I think she she lasted. Sorry, I hit mute. Sorry. No, I'm good. I'm good. Okay. Um, I didn't, didn't know. That might be confusing. I sometimes go by Jane Doe as well. (laughs) <laughs> yeah you would <laughs> well if anybody has any more questions for jane doe if you wish to raise your hand it's a uh, star two if you are on a telephone or if you are on a computer you can just um i think there's a raise hand button somewhere hey so my initials are j my initials are jd so does that mean i'm jane doe too uh, hey, we 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 have a hand up here. Hey, Oracle. Hey, everybody. Hi, Mimi. It's Joni. It's Oracle. Good to hear your voice again. Hi, dear. How are you earlier today? Hi. <laughs> Hello. I know I'm so Thank you so much for your input. Thank you. Appreciate yeah. it. Um, and you. to the guests, 
Um, to the guests, I've, I've got one question. I, I think that you had already sure. answered it, but I just would like some verification on that. And I believe you said that your husband had the vaccine and he didn't seem to have any symptoms. Yet when you were in the hospital and uh, at some point and you were experiencing husband, so he had the vaccine. Is that correct? He, um, when I was in the hospital, he had gotten the first Moderna vaccine. Um, then when um, it was, I mean, you have to laugh now, but when I was um, really sick, I was unable to walk on my own, um, you know, passing out, throwing up, all that stuff. Um, it was his turn to get the second Moderna vaccine. Um, and he was sitting on the fence whether or not to get or not. And he's like, well, I did fine with the first shot. I'm going to go ahead and get the second one. Um, and so he got the second shot. And about 12 hours later, he got, uh, he ran 103 fever, shaking, um, you know, super sick for the next, you know, about 24 hours after that. So for about 36 hours, it knocked him down. Um so I have I have two young girls. Um, you know, both of them are you know, not able to drive, not old enough to drive. And so you know, it's like, um, you know, I, I joked around that my eight-year-old was going to drive herself to school because mom and dad had pretty much wow. been knocked out by this vaccine. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah, I'm really I'm really uh, sorry what you're going through and all the uh, and all the, uh, the symptoms that you're experiencing. And I'm going to make a comment about that and some of the vaccines and and Mimi I'm tracking with you and everything that you're saying and let me just say that from the 70s 80s and 90s I studied for years and years and years about vaccines back in the 80s and 90s I helped the um, gay community who were coming down with AIDS and I did tremendous research and found out about the drugs they were giving AIDS patients as well as the vaccines at the time I've got a daughter who's never been vaccinated, and when I did research on the vaccines, um, I, I myself found the dangers in them. So one of the things that I did for myself and what I suggested to quite a number of people I knew who were poisoned um, by uh, the vaccines, including um, the gay community, is in this country they do not have alternative health treatments, although it's slowly coming into uh, United States little by little but what I had done the research on is in Switzerland and Germany and and the closest place was uh, right over the border in Tijuana in Mexico there were a number of health clinics for autoimmune diseases as well as severe arthritis and I went to an alternative health clinic they did live cell therapy intravenous vitamin C they did chelation therapy which they were not doing in this country so it got me all better. Uh, it completely got me well after four visits to an alternative health uh, facility. Uh, very safe treatments that improved the immune system. So the key is getting the immune system up. I will say, um, finally, in this country, they're doing um, a vitamin C therapy up 1,000 to 5,000 and up milligrams intravenously, which boosts the immunity tremendously and helps you guard against COVID as well as other diseases and does help in autoimmune diseases. So I do want to let you know that I've experienced that myself and know that the treatment does help. 
and they're now coming up with clinics in all the states now where you can go and get vitamin C uh, therapy to immediately boost your immune system, microminerals, uh, amino acids, things that will infuse, go into the bloodstream right away and improve the immunity. Yes. Well, you know why they have no holistic stuff here. You can thank Mr. Robert. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, American uh, Medical Association, AMA. And I, I don't call it uh, uh, alternative. I call it uh, complementary. And I actually, yes. I work with a partner in, in North Carolina in wellness. And, um, and truly, because, you know, the Luciferian uh, Rockefeller, um, it's just basically, it's sick care. It's not health care. I hate it. Yeah. I lost my passion for medicine. I was just like, this is not what I signed up. Uh, health prevention, right? Health, that's how you get healthy. It's preventing, eating Correct. well, exercising. Now, of course, if you eat McDonald's every day, of course you're going to get sick. You're going to get diabetes. You're going to get a heart disease. You're going to have high cholesterol. You're going to have, you name it, you know. So um, I believe that um, everything that's going on in the world right now is going to wake up on people uh, that, that, like, for example, I have patients that are liking 24 medications and are asking for me for more. And, you know, have like billions of comorbidities and are asking for my medication. I'm t- trying to tell them medication. And, oh, but I'm, I'm still feeling this and that. Like, have you ever thought that maybe uh, all this medication that you're taking may be causing this new symptom? Maybe should we uh, stop some of this medication? Maybe you lose, lose some. No, 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 no. Give me the medication. So people need to understand that medications, I, I'm not against medications per se completely. I think medication should be used as a last resort. But unfortunately, in the sick care system that we have at this point, that's the first one. And of course, it's a quick fix. And everybody, who doesn't like a quick fix? Yeah, exactly. You know, so we need to retrain everybody. Everybody needs to understand that health, medication is not health care. Medication is sick care. Health care is eating right. It's, uh, you know, take Exactly, and exercise and, and you know, um, having a, a good, happy life, less stress. You know, it's, this is all part of business health care. Yeah, and nowhere and, near the profits. That's <laughs> absolutely right, because these people don't care about our health. They just care about money. Profit. Money is yeah. their Profits God. with an F. You know, even above just just even above the profits of it, they get to control the health of the nation, how long people live, Mm -hmm. you know, what the average person takes and puts in their body. So they pretty much, uh, they'll tell you how long you're going to live. They're going to preach it to that day. And they love it. Oh, they love it. They don't want wise old people. Of course not. They want they want our kids so that this way they can get away doing anything and everything to them without suffering any consequences. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I really would like to just add to this that, you know, there's no condemnation here, no criticism for people who, you know, are taking medications who have become sick. I do want to say that things like, uh, you know, poverty um, keeps people, you know, entrenched in not being able to care for their bodies. Of course, but don't set up the system in a way to to keep people in poverty? 
Been loved. Yeah, it, um, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I agree, absolutely. And I, then we have things I, like GMOs and chemtrails that are forced upon us, you know, in flor- fluoridation and things like that in the water system. And so the, these things are, are forced upon us. And so right. it is, um, it is uh, you know, on a treadmill hurrying up to try to keep and maintain health. And the other thing I want to add to that is we talk about, you know, I'm a therapist, a counselor. We talk about, you know, abuse, you know, this physical, mental, emotional, even spiritual abuse from the churches or people who are very, 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 you know, legalistic and religious and, and persecute people. Um, using scripture, but there's also another abuse that we don't really talk about, and and that is the legal society has abused so many people and thrown them into poverty um, once you enter into their into their realm. And I want to add to that Amen. all this type of abuse adds all this abuse adds to the level of depression and anxiety and stress oh. that also causes the breakdown in our bodies. And it causes it's all health. by design, and, yeah. It's all by design. Make no make no mistake. It's all by design. All by design. Mm-hmm. That's how attorneys and, and, survive you know, too. The the long game of, of being a parasite sucking off of you and extending your, your misery as long as they can. So they can just basically use you for whatever they want you to work for them in whatever way. And then once they no longer need you, they'll dispose you at their will, at their time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so that we don't, as, as prevalent as all of this is, yeah, and as prevalent as all of this is, I don't want to take a hopeless approach at all. You know, I absolutely, no, you know, love this it's, it's program awakening. and empowering yeah, people, giving them options. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Listen, um, when, guys, when I bring this really, um, I can be very, um, I sound very, uh, um, uh, what's the word morbid. I'm trying? Morbid, okay? Of course, I'm a doctor. I have to be morbid. Uh, that's the only way you can make it in medical school. So, uh, uh, but this is because people need to wake up. And they need to wake up now. Now. Because the change will happen, but only if we make the change. If we don't, the, 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 you know, the change is not going to fall from heaven ready to go. You see what I'm saying? So that's why, but I, I, I am optimistic, but to a certain point, because again, this is the great awakening time, but it's also the great vision. And there will be the ones that it doesn't matter how much truth you put in front of their faces, you talk to them, they will still not see it. They'll still not hear it because it, it's something called free will. And some people just not decide not to believe the truth. It's called free will. Yeah, this is JD, and uh, appreciate everyone sharing their comments tonight. I've been listening, and uh, just wanted to add a couple things. I'm, uh, I had a couple experiences um, with uh, an antibiotic called Cipro uh, years yeah. ago, mm-hmm. and um, I had re- really, really, really bad uh, reactions to it. Um, a lot of right. uh, which were similar to right. what Jane Doe was explaining tonight about the 
not being able to walk uh, within within about 48 hours of, of taking yep. um, a couple of the pills. Um, I had a, what they call a floxing, F-L-O-X-I-N-G, and um, I lost my vision and I couldn't walk and I was, I had seizures and um, no way. it was, it was horrible. I thought I was dying yeah. and, uh, you know, I had, it started, it, it came on slowly. I had like a really sharp pains in my right eye and um, over the course of the next couple of days, you know, it just got worse and worse. And I went to, I, I did some reading on side effects of, of Cipro immediately. And of course there was a lot of stories about people who had de- detached retinas and and uh, yes. broken tendons. I mean, stuff stuff in the body yeah. would basically just start falling falling apart. And I went to the eye doctor because I thought, you know, there was something wrong with my eye, and I was scared that the retina had detached. It was so painful, and uh, he just dismissed it. He just said, "Oh, it it can't be the Cipro. That's not it." And, you know, he wouldn't make any admission that that it had any connection to that. He just said, "Oh, you know, I think you might have arthritis or something." I mean, this was. I was I was fairly healthy and I just had gone to the doctor because I was in a rush and I didn't want to do the the my traditional natural medicine natural healing that I had always done I kind of just you know cumulatively had had moved away from it for a little while and and I was just you know in a work mode and a materialistic mindset and everything and rushing in life and stuff and I wanted the easy fix and so I went and got this stuff and within 48 hours, I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't freaking walk and, and I lost my vision and I was wow. having seizures. And so <clears throat> I immediately started doing a lot of doing, doing a lot of research on online. And even though I could hardly read because I, I really could only read with one eye, my right eye, I could totally, I, it was totally uh, just, I, I, I could only see like light and shapes. And, um, at nighttime I couldn't see at all. Like I was blind at night because there was not enough, um, you know, uh, my vision was just totally bad. And anyway, so I, I found a book by written by some nurses that had seen so many patients injured by the, the fluoroquinolone. Okay. This is uh Cipro, Leviquin and Avalox. And whatever other yeah. ones, uh, mm-hmm. are, you know, that's is a fluoroquinolones. They're just extremely powerful antibiotics. And uh, I found this book that they that they wrote. It was a PDF, and it was like ninety bucks. And I just bought it. And you know, my family was helping helping me out uh, because I couldn't, you know, I could couldn't move. And um, you know, for a good week, I had really bad seizures and. Just over time, you know, things got better slowly because I, I went full 100% back into, you know, the natural healing, the uh, complementary medicine, I guess, you know, was mentioned before, alternative, however you want to say it. Um, I found a doctor that was uh, an Indian doctor. He was Ayurvedic. And he, you know, he did a lot of different variances of, of, um, of you know, healing and um, gave me a, a, a really good detox diet and different things to do and and i had to strengthen my my immune system in my in my belly i took a lot of probiotics and uh you know he 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 made up a uh a recipe for a special a special soup and 
I basically started, oh, magnesium was a big, big, big part of, of my healing was magnesium, mm-hmm. different types of magnesium supplements because I was deficient in magnesium and that's what it had, you know. So anyway, it allowed me to uh, to heal myself and it took a couple of years, you know, for, for things to settle down. But even even today, um, it's about uh, eight years eight years ago that this happened and i might i still have some eye damage i mean i went to the eye doctor recently to get my eyes checked out and the and the, and the doctor asked me he said he says oh my god what happened to your eyes like what happened you have scar t- tissue in inside your eyes it's it's crazy he's like i've never seen that before and i was like oh you know i had a reaction to cipro and stuff and he goes oh no well it couldn't be that you know and, and he immediately dismissed it you know but I still have, I still have some, my eyes, my eyes never came back fully a hundred percent, but you know, it was just one of the, it was the, it was the definitive situation for me to just say, look, I'm, I can't, you know, I can't ever go back to that style of, of, uh, of, of medicine, you know, the, the Uh traditional Western medicine is just only for emergencies. And, and I got to be really careful and, picky with you know if i ever go to the hospital like what they what they put in me um so yeah that's my story and i'll put up up yeah i'll put up a link in the uh in the chat just yeah you know what i tell my you you know what i tell people here right in my home house what i said guys if i'm dying let me die here don't take me to a hospital that's a guy with a mad house I prefer dying at home than going to a hospital. <laughs> no, mm-hmm. I have so yeah. many, so many horrors in hospitals. Oh you no, know, I, I prefer going to die at home. Let me die at home. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to just mention a couple of those things that I did, and maybe uh, if Jane Doe, you know, needs, you know, some opinions on experiences you know i did i did heal i did recover um you know i i heard i i read a lot of stories about people who have not recovered from cipro um fluoroquinolone floxing but uh but i think it you know that you know if you do the right things you can probably turn things around and uh you might not get to be 100 percent again but um i think there's you know there's some hope there's some hope yeah, I'm definitely grateful for the progress that I've made. Um, I mean, I'm able to go to the gym. I'm able to work out. You know, I can drive and um, I can see and I can do stuff, um, you know. So I'm very grateful um, for that for sure. You know, I'm just hopeful that there's, you know, no long-term, any, any longer, um, you know, issues from it. Um, you know, I'm definitely praying that the uh, MRI comes back normal. Hey Jane, though, um, just yes. curiously, how has this affected your family? Um, yeah, I mean, doing good now. It was uh, very traumatic. I mean, my husband had to take off a week of, a, a week of work. Um, my daughters had to, you know, you know, watch mom from you know going from you know 100 miles an hour going to the gym, doing this, doing that. To um, I didn't get out of the recliner or the bed for two weeks. If I did, I'd you know, I had to have assistance. Um, you know, I was, you know, throwing up, passing out. Um, you know, I, um, you know, so it's definitely very traumatic for the kids uh, dealing with it. Um, so it was, I mean, 
very scary. It was a very scary time for us and eye-opening for sure. I got to I got to know something though. You, you didn't get the job, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I had, I had gotten it as a I mean it's a it's a part-time job that I was working from home. It just um I ended up having a very delayed start. <laughs> yeah. Instead so that, of being immediately be a, I had um, That's what you call a bummer square. Uh, they right had to didn't get it. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Yeah, no, no. Can you tell them remember you talking about the lady who's the exact same age as you but had a much different out, worse outcome? Oh, no. Oh, the um the lady in Utah, she just recently passed away. She was um, about 40 years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, she got the vaccine. She was super healthy, exercised, um, got it, um, and uh, she died four days after the vaccine. Um, and that's, the, and that's the, been the common thing is people that are dying, it's not like they get the vaccine, the shot, and then they die immediately. It's, um, you know, 24 hours, 48 hours, or, you know, four days later um but for her it's you know shut down her shut down her kidneys um then it shut down her liver and her other organs uh and you know the, the scary thing was is um you know a lot of the things that happened to me is you know my my kidneys um you know I never knew I had to go to the bathroom um so it, you know they were weren't really processing all the fluid I was drinking um, when I was in the hospital you know, for the initial reaction and the next day and I was in there for about 24 hours, the hospital never gave me any fluids. So, um, I, you know, I never had an IV set up or anything. Um, so wow. um, with with everything, um, you know, also got compounded by dehydration because I went from drinking, I drink a gallon of water a day um, do absolutely nothing for you know two and a half three days, or probably longer than that actually because I, you know what you know I left the hospital I was in worse shape than when I went in um, and uh, you know and I slept and I pretty much was not conscious my husband had to wake me up and to eat and to drink so when I finally came to and you know was able to start drinking and you know trying to get caught up on the fluids. Um, and I, and I was drinking tons of Gatorade. I never knew I had to go to the bathroom. I'd be like, "Wow, I've had you know three, you know three bottles of water. I, you know, I probably need to, you know, try and go to the bathroom, or uh, you know, somebody would come, you know, see if I need anything. You know, have assistance trying to get to the bathroom, so I, I would go. But it was two weeks um, before I actually felt the urge to go to the bathroom or anything. Um, so, I mean, it messed with every system of my body, you know, including, you know, all of my organs. Um, um, so it was just scary because, you know, yeah. you know, she died, she died four days later and, you know, you know, for some reason I didn't, um, I'm not sure what the difference was, but, um, you know, I'm definitely grateful I survived. Yeah, I'd like to read something real quick here. I just got something to read here real quick. It says, uh, just from this link that I put up, it says, we all like to believe that medicines work like a single magic dart that's focused and targeted on the primary therapeutic effect. But with most drugs, it's more like shooting yourself with hundreds hundreds of poison arrows. Some hit the target, but many, many others will hit and attack other parts of your body's vital systems, some of which at 
first glance seem to be unrelated. And uh, and then it goes on to talk about the, the fluoroquinolones, um, which were actually approved by the FDA, you know, and they had to they had to backtrack and then put a black box uh, warning label on these because they were so bad. And it took years for the, for this to happen, for this process to kind of unwind and for these warnings to be put on them. Um, but uh, but yeah, my my whole system was attacked by by what I took, you know, and um it, uh, I had all kinds of, you know, different side effects like that, like not knowing where I was, um, you know, thoughts that I was, you know, panic attacks, thoughts, you know, seizures combined with like strobe lights in my eyes, like to the point where they were like burning, like a burning strobe light feeling. Like a, visually, I could see the strobe light happening, but it was like searing burns as it as they were like, you know, uh, flickering. Um, you know, a, a lot of similarities from what you've explained tonight just brings back, you know, that, uh, it was, it was a couple of months of that, but it was really bad for a couple of weeks, but you know, it, it took quite a while to repair and, uh, yeah, it's definitely not fun to go through any of this. Um, uh, so I wish you luck and, and in, in your path yeah, to you. recover from it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really uh glad you came out and kind of gave your story. I mean, plus maybe something out of this because people do download this. There's hundreds of people that do that, and a lot of these stories get shared on the uh, Facebook and internet and other Telegraph and other other systems. So. People hearing firsthand like that, and you're not trying to be an alarmist either. So uh, I'm definitely. No, just, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, it's just. I mean, it's just. I mean, you know, take um, take the extra minute to think about what they're actually doing if they're you know deciding to get that shot. Because I wish. I mean, I wish I really would have. Um, you know, the voice in my head was telling me not to get it, and I went ahead and got it because, you know, I thought it was the. Uh, right thing to do the thing that you know needed to be done when in fact no it's not um you know for me i mean you know the um you've got to think of the cost and the ven the benefits of it you know you're you're still able to get covid after getting this you know it's not a guarantee you're going to be covid free uh, since you have the vaccine that should have been um you know, that would have been enough, for, you know, for me to say, no, I'm not getting it. If I would have known that, you know, January, the morning of January 8th, you know. Um, so it's just a lot of things that are not getting put out there, um, you know, um, by the media. They're, they're definitely, you know, swaying everybody's um, information. Um, you know, this is the best thing to do and the greatest thing to do, but, um, you know, everybody really needs to take into account um yeah, there's not much known about this vaccine still. So uh, if they have complications, they may not have help. So cause I, I sure didn't. Uh, I, I have a question for Jane Doe real quick, if you don't here. mind. This is John again. Sure. sure. Yeah, um, so it just, I, I come from a completely different school of thought uh, than what you what you did um before this 
I'm, I'm, you know, I, I don't even vaccinate my livestock. Um, so I'm just curious as to what, why did you believe that it was the right thing to do? I mean, it, you know, did you, did you do your research prior to it? Or, I mean, you know, a, where, where did your information no, I mean, come from that let, that led you to believe that it was the right thing to do? Well, I mean, and that's, I know it's a really personal question and that. I'm not trying to be critical, but. No, 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 no. Um, and no, and this is, I mean, that's a great question because this is where I want people to learn from my mistakes um, because um, I didn't research it. You know, I had a quick window of opportunity to get the shot. I had to make a quick decision. Um, I called my rheumatologist and said, hey, I've got, you know, opportunity to get it. Should I? And they're like, yeah, we're telling everybody they need to get it. Um, you should be, be fine with it. Um, so if you have the opportunity to get it, um, you know, my husband, he's a, in emergency services. He had gotten the first shot and he had done fine with it. Um, you know, and then I was thinking, you know, my parents are in their 70s and, you know, I haven't been able to see them very much. You know, they're very COVID, you know, COVID scared. Um, you know, and, I, you know, one to be able to get around them again and protect them, if, you know, because this vaccine was going to protect, you know, it's going to protect the world from getting COVID. So, um, you know, with, you know, with that, um, you know, this little information that I had on it, um, you know, I didn't know much about it. So, um, you know, I just, I kind of just jumped in and did it and that was my mistake. And, you know, that's why I want everybody else to, you know, hear my story you know, I made the decision, you know, the quick decision to make, the, you know, to get this vaccine. I didn't know much about it. Um, you know, I've learned a lot now, um, but, um, you know, after the fact doesn't help, um, but I can help somebody else. So, um, you know, that's why, you know, I'm telling my story. And, you know, I was, um, you know, Sean, since, you know, uh, I was pretty much conscious and able to, um, type, I started typing the story out on Facebook every day, you know, this is what's going on, you know, everybody needs to become aware of what this vaccine really is, um, you know, and um, because it's it's not as safe as that, you know, it has been presented, you know, um, just because people tell you to get it doesn't mean you have to, um, you know, I, I really wish I would have, you know, thought about it a little bit more a little bit longer uh, than I did. So um, it was, um, you know, my ignorance, and that's, you know, pretty much why I got that shot. So, um, you, know, now, you know, now I want people to, you know, you know to hear my story um, and know that I'm not the only one that's reacted this way. It's, you know, um, there are, you know, thousands and thousands um of you know people having reactions and actually when I saw the allergist he, um, I was in his office he called that head allergist over the Pfizer vaccine board and said you know he told him he'd been getting inundated with people and phone calls from people that are having reactions all these doctors you know not knowing exactly what to do and having um, you know there's I mean tons of people having reactions so I mean I was like oh you know I'm not the only one so um, you know, um, so to answer your question, you know, I, I made, um, you know, I made that quick decision, you know, based off, you know, my parents, my husband having the vaccine and, you know, I heard, oh, you're not gonna be able to travel if you don't have the vaccine. Um, 
and I'm a big traveler, so I was like, oh, you know, I've got, you know, I've got to get this vaccine because I want to be able to travel again, um, you know. So just things like that just kind of pressured me to get it. Well, I mean, I think that's interesting. If I could just jump in on a couple of things that I've kind of heard, but you know, you're talking about traveling and them saying that you wouldn't be able to travel without getting the vaccine, and that's one of the reasons. Like, that's one of their reasons why they're pushing for the uh, herd immunity. Like we got to get 85% of America vaccinated. Otherwise we're not going to have herd immunity. And it's like, okay, well, if you're going to get herd immunity, well, somebody like you who might be at risk, you know, having Mm -hmm. certain issues before getting it, it's like, you should be able to get some type of medical exemption for traveling or for doing Uh stuff because you know i mean that's just kind of what we do that that would be the whole point of trying to get herd immunity if you're going by by their train of thought and then the other thing was um you were talking about going to the doctor and you know the doctor telling you they had three other patients and this was kind of early on you know so it's not like tens of millions of people were vaccinated by January 8th, right? Right. And, and, yep. and he's already got some people and, you know, kind of what you were saying was they're advertising, oh, if you have a problem with this, you're one in a million, you know? And it's like, there, there's not a million people up there in that area that you live in. I know, I've, I've been up there, hung out with Sean a couple right. of times. So, and, and if your doctor had three, and that's just one doctor, and even though it's not that big, mm-hmm. I'm sure you got a hundred doctors. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, gosh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, I, I was... His cardiologist, I was his, I was his, um, he had three patients prior to me, so I was his fourth patient, and he said the other cardiologists are getting, uh, or not, neurologists, sorry, neurologists, um, he said the other neurologists are seeing patients also that are having reactions and consequences from this, the vaccine, so, um, yeah, it's, it's the, uh, the, you know, one out of every, you know, so many million, all those ones are all living in Johnson City, apparently. <laughs> I know them all. <laughs> um, well, it's a small you know, world. But, uh, my, it, it really is. So, no, but there, um, you know, my husband was doing the research when I was, you know, pretty much unconscious, and he'd um, seen that a lady in Alaska, she um, was having the um, anaphylaxis reactions, which, you know, one right after the other. And she had to be put on a four-day um, epinephrine drip um, in the ICU uh, because of the uh, the vaccine. So, um, you know, anaphylaxis doesn't just happen once. You can have it repeatedly. You know, I mean, um, and I guess my, the ER director that I saw didn't know that that, that night. But, um, you know, it's definitely scary. So. Yeah, there was a terrific movie put out by uh, Gary Null, who's actually in New York City. I've tracked him for years and years. He did a movie called Death by Medicine. And uh, it was an incredible movie, and he does incredible research. Um, And he was looking at some of the statistics, and he said, something is wrong when regulatory agencies pretend that vitamins are dangerous yet they ignore the published statistics already showing that government-sanctioned medicine is the real hazard. And until now, Life Extension could cite only isolated statistics about the dangers of conventional medicine. 
but no one ever analyzed and combined all the published literature until now. And um, the most stunning statistics, however, is that the total number of deaths caused by conventional medicine is an astounding 783,936 per year at a cost of $282 billion. Wow. And most of this, of course, is either through, and they break it up here with um, adverse drug reactions, medical errors, bed sores, infections, malnutrition, um, unnecessary procedures, surgery-related issues, and then afterwards outpatient um, outpatient issues um, from some of the, the drugs that were given. So the statistics are absolutely alarming. It says simply entering a hospital could result in the following. In 16.4 million people, you have a 2.1 chance of getting a serious drug reaction, 5 to 6% chance of an infection, which now all these statistics are higher, he said, a 4 to 36% chance of having an injury from something that is medically induced, and a 17% chance of having a procedure that was in error. Yeah, um, another interesting statistic on that, just to put it in perspective for people, especially right now with this whole gun control repeat, you know, rerun. Well, in America, there's roughly 30 to 33, on average, 33,000 gun deaths a year. And that's, you know, cops, bad guys, same thing, Uh, suicides, actions, all of them combined, roughly 33,000 a year. Well, the average uh, number of medical neglect deaths. Now, this is like surgeons drunk or something, you know, not like honest, we treated you best we could. This is drunk surgeon stuff is roughly 40 to 45,000. So, you know, you're talking, you know, five to anywhere between five to 10,000 a year more deaths caused by that. So just that's the perspective for people. Hey, um, I, I just found out uh, Mimi's going to have to go for the evening, so I'm, I think she wishes to say goodnight before she gets off. And and we're probably going to shut it down here in about 10 minutes. It's uh, getting close to 11. Hey, guys, I just want to say thank you for having me, and uh, I apologize if I offended anybody. Uh, no harm was intended, though. No, no. <laughs> Uh, well, we're all about free speech over here, so I don't think people get offended that easily. Nope. <laughs> nope. Yeah, well, though. Yeah, it was a pleasure having uh, you. We all have thick skin. I hope we can connect again. Thanks for being on, Mimi. My pleasure. Bye, guys. Yeah. Bye now. Many, I'd like to extend an invitation to you for the show on Sunday too. Um, I'm sure JC can put us in a contact uh, contact with each other if you're interested. Yeah, uh, Jonathan has my contact and uh, he can he he has a direct line with me and then uh, we definitely definitely I'm I'm engaged I'm in and I'm I'm all in guys. Good, thank you. Thank Thank you you for coming on. Of course, bye bye now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
Well, Jane Doe, I'd just like to thank you for coming out and spending some time with sure. us and your story. And hopefully, hopefully somebody, maybe even Mimi, can help you in some way. Um, I mean, she is a doctor. <laughs> so, yeah. but thanks well, for thank you guys like, for having hanging me. In there. Oh no, we, we enjoyed yeah, it's, it. Yeah, it's sure. been thoroughly enjoyable. I think this is one of the best thank shows so we've much. had in probably a month, <laughs> at least. At least. For longer. <laughs> Yeah. And uh, well, I hope the information you know got put out there. So I appreciate y'all having me on. Oh yeah, yeah no no, problem. I'll probably break some of this call down and put it up on on the YouTube. I really enjoyed some of the conversation, and uh, I, I agree with you a hundred percent. This message really really needs to get out there some more. Yeah, you yeah. can't. Um, nobody wants to hear the negative of Agreed. the vaccine. Agreed. Um, you know, I've tried. I've, you know, I've definitely tried to get people to listen. So. Well, that's what this show is all about. The truth is kind of perceived as a negative anymore. Anytime you try to approach somebody with logic, reason, and you know, facts, they prefer conjecture and fear right. a lot of times. So, yeah. Jane Doe, I think it's important for you to know that hey. you're going to have a lot of prayers behind your recovery, too. And, um, oh, uh, I think everybody should, everybody should probably, it's kind of important, direct your prayers to Sean's friend, not Jane Doe. That could get convoluted. I'd like to extend it. this. No, I appreciate it. All the... All the prayers and you know thoughts of healing are definitely appreciated and, uh, and needed for sure. And Jane Doe, I'd like to extend the same invitation to you. Um, we do a show on Sunday uh, called More Than Jibber Jabber um, that uh, we'd love to have you on. Sure. Um, just give Sean the information to get to me and uh, um, I'll try my hardest to get on there for you. All right. All right. Well, with that, she's guys. actually on my line, and I'm tired because I've been working really. It's I'm old. I gotta go. I got stuff to do. <laughs> well, well, if you're calling it tonight, I'd just like to go ahead and go through and thank everybody for coming out tonight. Um, yeah, we got speaker Jane Doe and and Mimi showing up, and of course Oracle Monarch John JD Shaman. And um, yeah, thanks, thanks everybody who came out somebody. and participated. We gotta start calling. We gotta do John from New York last, and we gotta start calling him John Boy. So it feels like a Walton's episode every time we hang up. <laughs> so, uh, hey, I told y'all last week they they voted and said it's JJ. Mm-hmm. And I I just like time, to go man, ahead, and- not the Walton. Yeah, I'd like to just what go was that, Sean? I said, that's JJ. <laughs> that's good times. We're talking about the Waltons, man. Yeah. Dynamite. <laughs> so I'd like to also go ahead and announce the uh, individual who published the video with all the attorneys, the Guardians of Lightum, speaking on yeah. their Zoom meeting for for 40 minutes. The 
Mm -hmm. um, journalist who published that is going to be out here on the show next week talking uh, about Terrific. some of the things he's he's talking about and working on and just trying to get the message out there. Is that Michael? Yeah, yeah Michael Volpe. Volpe. All right. <laughs> Looking forward to that. So, right, so yeah, that'll be good and lined up for next week. Yep. I know you want, wish to go, Sean, so you have a good night. Oh, you too. Thank Dane Dale. Take it easy. Bye. Look to bye. hear from me this week, Sean. <laughs> okay. Bye-bye. Good night, John boy. <laughs> Later, bro. Still, yeah, with my one eye, my left eye, and uh, it was it was pretty hard, but I had to do it, dude, because I had no other choice. Yeah. So did you did you regain strength by by uh, strengthening it? Oh yeah, uh, get in touch if you want. I wanna... mean, overall, I had to de, I had, yeah, if you, if I had you... to detox, man. I had to do super, super, super detox for like the first thirty days, man. I had my liver was so over, over, uh, overwhelmed with all the poison that was in that that was in those uh, drugs. My body just went into um into shock, basically. I was in shock. Yeah, and uh, that's why, you know, I, I was having seizures and and uh, it was just attacking everything in my body. Um, but, yeah, dude, I <clears throat> I remember I would I would I was sitting down like a couple days after, you know, it happened. And it was like I would have seizures. They would come and go, dude. They would be they would be, um, you know, waves, waves of them. And they would they would sometimes come in the middle of the night, and I would have like really bad nightmares. But um, but when I was calm, I would you know, spend some time like figuring out what the hell what the hell was going on. And I was reading. And I remember I had to use my left eye only. I couldn't see out of my right eye, and my left my left eye was like, I mean, I had it was like a it was like looking through. Um, you know, a really, really dirty windshield, you know, oh, with, with like yeah. black chunks and, and, but I could still read. I mean, I would, I would have to move my head around a bunch to, to kind of see the words and stuff, but I found that book and then found out that I had, I had to take a lot of magnesium and, um, you know, do a, you know, a whole slew of things. And then I got in touch with that Indian uh, practitioner, you know, and I got immediate vitamin B shots and we started to do like a, a detox program. You know, he took one look at, look at my eyes and he was just like, and my tongue and stuff. And he was like, he was like, Oh geez. He was like, your, your, your liver's overloaded. He's like, we got to flush your liver right now. We got to flush everything out. And, uh, it worked. 
it worked. Yeah. So. All right. Hey, get a hold of me if you're still up for it tonight, or if, if you're, you know, if you're not doing that. Okay. Time. I'll give you a shout. Yeah, I'll, right. I'll, I'll I'll shoot you a message. All right, bud. Thanks. Thanks, JC. Yep. Thanks everybody for coming out, and we'll have a good show next week, I'm sure. And yeah, real quick, uh, you want to plug the seminar on the 18th, JC? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm doing a seminar on the 18th if, if people haven't heard about it yet. So if if you're interested, get in touch with uh, John on Telegram. And, um, yeah. yeah my my contact at, uh, on, on Telegram is uh, J John the Living Man. All one word. Awesome. Awesome. And everybody should uh, hop on his show on, on Jibber Jabber next on sa Sunday at 9 o'clock. Sunday at 9 yeah, p.m. Sunday is. Yep. Oracle goes it. <laughs> <laughs> With Christine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I got hey, it. I know it even if I show up late most of the time. <laughs> Yeah, I know. That's fine. We, we go over when you show up anyway. We just got to get Monarch to wake up in time. I know, right? So with, with that being said, I've actually been really, really busy lately, if anybody could imagine. So um, <laughs> I got a couple of phone calls to get on. All right, buddy. Thanks, JC. All right, yeah. bud. Good night, everybody. Have a good night, everybody. Have a good night, Oracle. Send your love to Dad. Thank you, Mon. I appreciate it. Good night, everyone. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.